All right, a little intro. So as humans, I believe we all struggle with mental health and addiction at some point in our lives, if not multiple times. Through sharing, we can bring light to these topics and reset society by creating a world where we can come together through sharing our stories, our shame, and how we survived it. These topics can be pretty heavy. There is a lot of information out there to support you or someone you know. Just remember, you're never alone in your struggles. In this episode, we will be diving into men's mental health and addiction. Welcome, Chris and Emil, the founders of Matter Yoga Wear, a movement dedicated to raising awareness about men's mental health and creating a community that is rooted in the mindfulness practices of yoga and meditation. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. No, yes. it's an absolute honor that you, you know, asked us to be on your show. We're so excited to share a little bit more. Can't wait. Okay, so we have a lot to discuss, a lot to dive into. So I thought I would just start off the episode with a statistic. So compared to Canadian women, Canadian men are still less likely to seek or receive mental health care and more likely to die by suicide. In fact, suicide rates are three times higher in men than in women. Outdated perception of masculinity and the men's role in society has a severe impact on how men manage their physical and mental health. So I thought we could start off the episode by diving into how the unhealthy masculinity is affecting men in today's society. Absolutely, Charlotte. I think that this is a really good place to start. So by, by trade outside of matter, I'm, I'm a practicing naturopathic doctor with a, with a focus on men's health. So the majority of my patient base uh, are, are men. And so by nature, as you, as you mentioned, men tend to be a little more closed off to these topics and feel very uncomfortable having these discussions. It tends to get a little, uh, you know, stuck inside just because the ability for people to feel willing to to uh, express their actual feelings and emotion just the, the the safety and the willingness to do so just isn't there i see it every single day in my patient base whenever i'm doing an intake and we start to dive into the mental health aspect of things the door just gets closed so this is very much still a problem in our society. I know we have made significant uh, headway in, in this topic, but we still have so much work to do in removing the stigma, especially in the male demographics. And this is a big part of the reason why Chris and I decided to start Matter because, you know, um, mental health has meant so much to both of us uh, in different ways. And, uh, you know, we've seen it in our personal lives, we've seen it in our professional lives, and we re recognize that by starting a community like Matter, perhaps we can start to create that safe space for men to, to remove that stigma, allow men to be a little more vulnerable, and, and opening up to, to having these difficult but very important conversations. I wanted to talk about how both masculine and feminine energy live within us as humans mm. and really educating people on that part because I think that could give maybe just not permission but awareness to men that when they bring in their feminine energy which is already a part of them like we've gone into this very hyper masculine society of like money is most important power status 
but the, the feminine has kind of been left behind. And I think reincorporating both is something that would reset society and, and that we can continue to work on. What are your thoughts on that? I can definitely jump in on this one. So when I was growing up, my entire life is sports, sports, sports. And the main sport of mine that I was, you know, that I was passionate about was hockey, right? So there's a huge stigma in the hockey scene about mental health. In the last couple of years, individuals have gotten a lot better with mental health in the hockey in the NHL, and they're coming out about their struggles and what they're dealing with. It's very slim numbers, so it's not there yet. And I do think there's a lot more struggling, but growing up in, in, in hockey, you have to be 100% masculine. You have to, you know, you have to be the hockey guy, the hockey bro. You know, you're in a locker room of 20 plus men um, or boys at the time. And, you know, you have to be the best one on the ice, right? And, and you have your, your coaches, there's five men that are coaches, all of the men are watching, right? So you have to impress the father, you have to impress the grandfather, you have to impress your coach, right? And you're, you're in this position where it's like, I want to make it to the NHL, right? Because you're, you're watching hockey, you're watching NHL, you're seeing all their interviews and they're all men, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're raised in a society that's like, hey, I need to be a man, right? And what that is and the way that that generation was raising us was like, hey, this is how you're a man, right? And it's, it's not, it was very toxic, unfortunately. And, and I've noticed a humongous difference from when I was... 14 years old to 20 when I was playing hockey when I played junior it was you know keggers on the weekend and it was just this man 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 and the way I've you know even I'm guilty of it the way I treated women right and I'm, I'm very you know saddened by that that the person I was back then and who I become now and we can dig into my story a bit later but um, I've noticed a humongous difference from when I did stop playing hockey and when I started adapting feminine traits um feminine traits is probably not the right word like feminine like uh you know like within my like feminine touch within myself yeah yeah and which would be like you know just mindfulness understanding who i am as a human talking interacting learning communication skills uh, meditation yoga all these things that is within your body and healthy eating and and caring about not that i wasn't caring as as masculine like toxic masculinity it's just there's a different kind of energy right and i was I wasn't around, you know, 20 men every single day, six days a week playing hockey, right? Now I was more in tune with who I was and and I was connecting more. So there is a a big difference um, that I noticed um, when you surround yourself in in those type of fields. I also think, I also think, you know, um, it it does come down a little bit to the language itself, right? So, so even the way that uh, you you framed the question uh, could be perceived very differently depending on who you're talking to. Someone might might take offense right off the bat if you're like, "Show me your feminine side," you know, talk to a man, show me your feminine side, you know. And so, so already, if if someone's defensive in that mode, it just means that they're closed off to that side. But let's maybe have a conversation around this with a little bit of a different uh, a little bit of a different context and, and language selection. I'm not sure how familiar you are with uh, the basis of Chinese medicine, but in Chinese medicine, there's there's two sides. There's the yin and there's the yang. I'm sure you've seen the circle with the black and the white, right? Mm-hmm. So by nature, yang energy is is very it's very powerful it's very hot it's very masculine it's 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 high it's 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 um it's fluid it's movement yin is very grounding it's feminine it's nurturing it's calm 
you know, um, you might notice if you've ever done a yoga class before, uh, a more yang flow is something that makes you create heat inside of you and break a sweat. Whereas yin energy is very relaxing, restorative, deep stretches. So why am I even bringing this up? I'm bringing this up because I think that, you know, you might even be able to get through to, to men who, who have created this, this societal block not necessarily to get in touch with their feminine side, but to be more open to getting in touch with the yin that is within them and stop being so young. If we have this young excess and a relative yin deficiency, we're just simply out of balance as human beings in general, right? And so I, I think kind of restructuring the language, and, and I think that we have a, a really good platform to do so in, uh, in a yoga setting, um, to really kind of shift the way that people kind of consider who they are, you know, it's not necessarily be more feminine, it's be more grounded, be more, be more patient, be more calm, be more willing to listen, you know, um, if these are feminine traits, hey, I certainly want to make sure that I have all of them, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. these, are amazing. Yeah. these are amazing traits to have, you know, Absolutely. so, um, when, when you come up in these in these kind of toxic masculine environments like locker room of, of, of a hockey rink, you know, I, I can certainly see how this gets perpetuated over the years, but it, it's up to it's up to young, open minded men and women to kind of have these conversations and break the stigma and make it better for the for the next generations. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. What you both just said paired so well together. And I think that bringing it up as like changing the language of not saying feminine or masculine, but saying like yin and yang, like that is groundbreaking. That was such like an aha moment. And then, <laughs> and then you have like the opportunity to educate people about what that is. Totally. I love uh, that. I love yeah. that. I'm so happy you brought that up. The one amazing thing about our relationship is, is we, we synergically intertwine each other yeah. and i say a really cool story he brings in you know, the science and he yeah. brings in, and i was like it grounds me it's like holy moly like this is what i'm feeling this is what i'm thinking but he explains it in a very amazing logical way and he's been inspiring me for 12 months now we're so. just we're just a, i i couldn't have asked for for a better partner in this i think that yeah, we both blend each other well and and i i think that we're we're not we're not just excited for what's in store for us but for the for the community that we hope to build through yes. matter yes. you know so yeah, yeah. It starts with starts at the root that's it that's what we're building yeah i love that and it's so nice to see to see you guys working together. I'm kind of jealous, to be honest. <laughs> like, where's my partner? <laughs> She's out there or he's out there. Yes. Who knows? Yes. Who knows? So I saw on your website, it says, we are all connected body, mind, and spirit. Yes. And I just love this quote. And I think obviously connection, it's undeniable. It's so important for humans. And especially over the last two years, we've seen how you know, not being able to be around each other has impacted mental health even more severely. So I just wanted to talk more about this connection that you're bringing up about mind, body, and spirit. And yeah, we'll just see where the conversation flows. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this logo means so, so much to us. We spent a few months developing it and I'll let Emil touch on it just because it's, it's so dear to our hearts and body, mind, spirit is something that 
grounds us so deeply. Um, but Emil, definitely explain the envelope. Yeah. So, I mean, like when we, when we think about, when we think about connection, yeah, sure. We think about connection with others. We think about interpersonal connection, the friendships, our families, uh, you know, our work relationships. But I think that we don't necessarily place enough um, importance and significance on the connection that we have with ourselves and we kind of just mosey through life going through the motions without really getting an opportunity to be to be present and connect internally Mm -hmm. and and reaping all the benefits of what it means to learn who you are and be the best version of yourself and and that's only going to bleed out into into your personal relationships, your, your, your romantic relationships, your professional relationships. And so I think that, yes, while matter is very much focused on, on building community and bringing together like-minded people, I think that just as strongly, if not even more so, the importance of connecting internally with your, and aligning the body, the mind, and the spirit of the self um is is really the the best place to start it's it is the it's the only place to start you start there and it 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 has a, a downstream effect and so uh i'm not sure if you have taken a, a moment to take a look at our at our logo but when when this was brought back to us it was it's our it's our entire vision encapsulated in one picture and so uh each of the rings uh, represents one of each of the the elements of the human essence one, one ring is the body one is the mind and one is the spirit and they're all interconnected in some capacity and sometimes you'll see where two cross this is the dichotomy of body and mind the dichotomy of mind and spirit and then right at the bottom all three are connected and so it just shows how these three elements always come together at the end it's kind of been the grounding force for us to be able to look at this and always return to what's the mission what are we after what do we really want to do with this brand with this company uh with this community is preach connectivity connection and and uh consciousness within within the self so that you can uh, nurture and, and supplement better relationships with others. Yeah. And it's a huge, huge mindset change, a whole reset that I had to do when I was 20 plus is okay. Like it's okay for now everyone to like you when you can connect your body, mind, spirit, when you can connect within, you can then, you know, appreciate yourself, right. You can then like yourself and then you build that community of people that are like-minded people that agree with what the way your vision is, right? You don't need to have everyone like you. Mm-hmm. And once you can get that comfort, you can then start to really flourish, right? Because you're building that tribal and that's the first chakra, right? Which is your, your tribal chakra. Mm-hmm. And that tribal chakra to me is the most important one because it's the first one. And it's the one that starts every other chakra and your tribe, your tribe is who you connect with, right? So if you try to make everybody like you, your tribe chakra is going to be a little bit confused. And, and I think it's going to take the energy away from all your other chakras. Mm-hmm. So I think building a community of people that, you know, correlate with each other is, is important. Super, super. Yeah. And I think that we're talking about that comfort and that connection. Again, it's like bringing in yoga or meditation, mindfulness, like these things that we're specifically talking about in these conversations. And I think that there's when, when I'm meditating or specifically meditating and I'm coming back to my breath I think that's like the best way to get in touch with myself when I'm doing yoga it's more of it can be more of a challenge but it's still that that time with myself and 
really taking the time to be in silence with yourself, stepping back, building that connection within, you know, is so important. And I think that's something else that we're not taught to do. There's a few countries, I think in Europe, I think there's a few countries that have a mindfulness course and there are statistics out there. Unfortunately, I don't have them, but there are statistics out there that prove that a 20 minute mindfulness class has like increased um, productivity, productivity and, and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. it's insane in just 20 minutes. Um, so it's, I do strongly believe in that. Yeah, I wanted to get back to talking about your personal story, Chris, if you wanted to share that, because I think that you're this, uh, what are the words I'm searching for? I think that not like an idol, but the more men, the more people who can share their story and be vulnerable. And since you're open to doing that, I would love for you to share how mental health and addiction has affected your life and why you're so passionate about helping other people and bringing light to it. If you're, if you're willing to share. Yes. Yes. Uh, thank you, Charlotte, um, for, for the kind words. Um, idol is, is a big word. Um, so Adiós, I, what's another word? <laughs> uh, inspiration. I feel uh, like we all need a meal in our life when we're like, yeah, yeah. what are the words? <laughs> I found it. I'm not letting him go. That's why. Yeah. I do, li- I do like words. words. I do like words. Um, no, but honestly, thank you. And, and the way I look at it is I, I noticed growing through this and being very vulnerable is there are so many people going through what I went through, right? I am hundred percent not the only one. And that took me 20 something years to figure out that I'm not the only one. I thought I was the only one. Right. I also thought it was normal. Right. But yeah, I can definitely throw in my story. I've just started recently in the last 12 months to really be vulnerable with my story and, and, and be comfortable with my story and appreciate my story. Um, so my apologies if it's a little, little bit of holes, but um, basically the, the story starts uh, at a pretty, pretty young age. Um, from the age of a year old to maybe about 14, right? So about 14 years, um, I thought everything was normal, right? I thought this was normal living. And what that was, you know, I was a few years old and my mom, unfortunately, um, you know, fell down a trap of addiction and, and where I came from living in a small town, um, the doctors back then, maybe about 20, 25 years ago, were prescribing oxys. And it's, you know, she had just back pain, something very small and something that can be very easily fixed by so much other medicine. But the first thing that was prescribed was oxys, boom. So not being educated, being from a small town, internet wasn't around back then. Well, actually it was a little bit, but very, very new. So you can't really just easily do research, right? So you, you get this prescribed by a doctor, you're like, okay, this is what I need to take. So she took the oxys and, and next thing you know, you become addicted, right? So she became addicted by, I was around four to five years old. Um, so she was addicted from that till, to this day, um, to be honest. Um, so that was very difficult for me. Me growing up, I had no idea, right? You're four years old. You think this is normal living. So growing up, you know, I wake up at 750. I I'd drive my bike to my grandma's. I grab breakfast um, and then I'd go to school and then I'd come back home. You know, she'd be sleeping or something. And then I'd go back to my grandma's to eat dinner. Right? So I was kind of like raising myself. Um, thankfully for my grandparents, they helped a lot. And uh, my dad, he, he moved away and, and he was able to, you know, start another family with, with somebody else and had a few kids. Um, but unfortunately, same situation. Um, this was about, I was about 10 years old at the time. And he fell into the same problem as my mother. Um, he went bag issues, went to the doctors, prescribed boxes. Um, 
so me just thinking this is normal, right? Um, I'd see my, my friends and I'd go to their house and they're having family dinners and they're having Christmases and they're having all these things. And, you know, like I, I was like, oh, this is really cool. I've never experienced this. And when you become 13, 14, 15, you start to analyze a lot more. You start to be more curious, start to ask more questions. Um, so it's very interesting um, being brought up in, in, in that, that scene of addiction, not knowing what addiction is, not knowing what any drugs are. So we hit about 14, and this is where I started living on my own. This is where I started raising myself, um, right? My father was doing his own thing. The, the communication was very low. I haven't spoke to my mom in three, four years. Um, so I started raising myself and putting my, like, going to school and just doing that. And uh, sorry, it's, it's tough to, to talk about. I'm still getting used to it. Yeah, um, but yeah, so it was... Uh, I was 16 years old, and that's when I started doing drugs. Um, I started, you know, smoking weed, and I started doing all that stuff because I just thought this was normal living, and I was living in a small town, so living from a small town, there's not much to do, right, and you're, you're influenced by who you're surrounded with, right, so me being brought up, okay, this is normal, um, me going to school with, you know, hanging out with the friends that are going through the same thing that I'm going, we don't know how to share these stories, right, because we're young, and their parents are going through the same thing my parents are going through. We don't know, but we start doing drugs, right? Um, so from 16 to 21, I was doing a lot of drugs. Um, and I'm comfortable in saying that because that's what's changed my life, is me going through that stage. Um, because I finally started developing a little bit more education between the age of 18 and 19, where it's like, hey, I cannot be in this situation. I saw what it did to my parents. I saw what it did to my family. I saw what it did to me. There has to be something different out there. I don't believe that the solution is, is pharmaceutical drugs. I really don't. I can't, I can't wrap my head around that. I feel like there's a, there's a root and there's a connection that we can do and we can do something different. And that's where it started really processing, right? Um, so now I started becoming 18, 19. I said, okay, I'm going to move out. So I moved away from the small city to get away from, you know, this kind of toxicity and this kind of like, hey, if I want to go down this path, I stay here. If I want to get out of this path, I need to leave. And there's nothing wrong with the small city. There's nothing wrong with the place. It's just for me, it wasn't working because that's who I am becoming. And I could not let that sit. So then I moved to your town and I said, okay, what's, what's next? Like I got a lot of growth that needs to happen. I am at a standstill where it's like, I have no idea who I am because for the last 10 years, I've been raising myself. I was in drugs. I was trying to be the comedy class clown. I was getting suspended, right? I was, I was not the ideal student. Um, I was not the ideal boyfriend. I've had girlfriends at the time. I was just a person that I didn't want to become. Um, I was an athlete, so I did play a lot of sports, but that made it worse because <laughs> I bottled everything in because we were talking about the hockey. It's, totally. I had that masculine where it's like, I can't tell anybody anything. But in, in the end, I'm like suffering where it's like, hey, like I haven't been in tune with myself. I haven't shared anything about what my past is. So at 20 years old, like we're saying, I have to reset. I have to reset everything. So this is where I started studying. And for the first time ever at 20 years old, I read a book. Never read a book in my life. I read a book. I can't remember the name, but it was, it was a Buddhism book. I think mean, it was Buddhism for beginners. Um, and is I want to study humans that are, are, in, are the happiest or have been scientifically tested to be the happiest people on earth. And I kept seeing articles about Buddhism, Buddhism, Buddhism. So like, okay, let me just learn a little bit more about Buddhism. Um, and I was really intrigued. And I was like, one of the biggest things I kept coming back was um, what they eat. Um, and that kind of relates to the gut and what you put in your gut they don't eat any animal products. And for me, 
I was like, hmm, this is very interesting. Um, I kind of connect with that a little bit. Let me try it out. So at the time, dealing with mental health and dealing with addiction, being very depressed, it took me three hours to fall asleep. It took me three hours to wake up. And this was an everyday thing, right? There's no motivation. And as soon as I stopped eating animal products and I went vegan, um, <laughs> I fell asleep in 10 minutes. I woke up in 10 minutes, right? It was like a whole shift. Again, this is one little piece. At the time, I was practicing mindfulness. I was practicing yoga, right? So I was doing a lot of things. I do think the veganism was about 80% of it because the gut changed everything, but then changed my thoughts, which then helped me meditate, right? So I felt like a whole shift in my body because I was trying so many things. Um, mindfulness is a big thing. Affirmations um, in the morning, doing morning, morning journals, um, kind of setting a structure. So this went on for about 40 years, right? This wasn't just do this for today and tomorrow I'm good. This took four, five, six years. And that started at 20, now I'm 27. And I'll be completely transparent. The last year, 12 months is where I finally had a breakthrough of confidence. So from 20 to 26, I had no confidence, right? I was working on myself. Mental health is slowly going away. It's never gone away. I still struggle with it, but it was slowly leaving. And I was slowly getting more confident. Um, I stopped doing drugs. Um, I switched my whole mind, mindset where it's like, okay, this has worked. Eat healthy, eat plants, my, meditate, yoga, mindfulness, cold showers, which we talk about later. All these little steps that I'm doing, again, I'm not perfect. I'll be honest, there has been slips where it's like a one week I'm having a really hard time. So I, I just, I let it, you know, settle and I let that, that kind of just be okay. It's, it's, you can't be perfect, right? You can't do this perfect for seven years. So I, I accept mental health. I accept that this is who I am and this is who I've become. Um, but then I get right back to it. The next day I wake up and I do my morning routine. I, I go through it and I, it brings me back into it. Um, so all this to say, like, that's kind of what has really helped me. And it's been a, it's been an amazing journey. Um, I would not change a single thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yes, these are the negatives of it, but my mom is an amazing human being. She has an amazing heart. She's the one who's helped me become vegan. Like she's been always vegetarian, right? Unfortunately, she got put in a bad system and she just got put in this thing where she can't pull herself out. Mm -hmm. Um, same with my dad, you know, he has brought me into hockey every game. Like there are some very great characteristics, but unfortunately they are addicted to drugs and they've been addicted for a very long time and being addicted to drugs, it's, it brings, it, it shuts you down, right? You don't have emotions, right? So emotions was something that I've always thrived to get, right? So, um, yeah, so that's kind of the, the story. Um, I might have left a few things out, but that's, that's the cold notes. <laughs> oh my God, there's so many good things that you just said. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Okay. Oh my, okay. The emotion thing, 100%. Like, I think that a part of coming back to yourself is accepting the emotions. And, you know, I've, I've um, masked my emotions with, with weed. And I think that that's a great point of, people also people who have addictions there's there's still good things about them that's something else you know to reset is that we see someone struggling with addiction and we assume these things about them but that doesn't mean they're not a good person so thank you so much for for bringing that up and and also not being ashamed of our stories no matter what the story is because that's how we get to our growth and that's what helps us and that's what brought you to this new place oh my god there's just so many good things in what you just said yeah it's 
I'm so grateful. Like I would, like yeah. I said, I'm actually a single thing. This story is who I am today. And, and now I'm able to bring this and build a company like this and build a brand and community. And I'm just so grateful for everything that's happened to me. Um, I would do it again in a heartbeat just because I've grown from it. And I want other people that go through these things to grow from it too, right? Um, I do have an addicting personality. I realize that, thankfully, at a pretty young age. So instead of being addicted to certain things, I'm addicted to veganism. I'm addicted to mindfulness. I'm addicted to journaling. I'm addicted to cold showers, right? I try to bring my mind to other, to use my addicting mind into other things, to shift that perspective. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, so I love it. I love that too. You can be addicted to things that are helpful for you also. Yeah. Like just letting the listeners know, again, it's not about being perfect. No. You can have tools in your tool belt, but we're humans and things happen in life and other days are easier than others. And that's okay too. And that's like a part of the journey. Like it's not perfection, it's progress, right? And just absolutely allowing yourself to be that, to be that person. And oh, that was so great. You did a great job sharing your story. Thank you thank so you, much. That was yeah. great. It's, I agree with what you said. I just want to touch it. It's very important to know it's not, you don't have to be perfect. You can have so many slips because it does happen. Mm-hmm. It's, you have to truck through it and know that it's okay. Keep going, keep doing your affirmations, keep doing your journal, whatever that is you practice, keep doing it because you will come out of it and you just keep going through life. Um, but yeah, thank you for, for hearing me and thank you for listening. It's, it's fun to, to get people to listen because you know 27 years I've been wanting to tell my story I never knew how and now I'm finally becoming comfortable with it so yeah yeah and you're going to inspire so many other people and that's like a big part of what I want to do is just be able to inspire people to share their stories like there's nothing to be afraid of we've all been through things and that's gotten us to where we are and if you believe you've actually picked your parents before you came onto earth and that certain things in your life like I don't know if you heard about like the soul blueprint but you like write down like struggles that you want to go to that help your soul evolution. And I think that's why we're on earth also one reason, right? I agree. Just to keep growing. Yeah. Right. Keep growing yeah. and to have fun. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be so, it can be heavy, but also like, okay, this is my human experience. Like, let's have a good time. Let's laugh. Let's have fun. What about um, Emil? What's your opinion on my, my story? I, I always like to get his opinion because Every time I say a story, Emil comes in with this grounding, this groundbreaking um, theory, and it always like amazes me. So I would like to to get your quick opinion. You know, you know, Chris, I've, I've actually uh, I've I've heard I've heard this story um, told in, in in different ways and different pieces uh, throughout our relationship, and and I, I have to say I'm I'm never it never ceases to amaze me. Um, because I met Chris as, as, the, as the man he is today. And you meet someone like this and you don't realize, you, you have no idea what their past was, right? You start to put together the pieces after hearing bits, bits through it over time. And someone already as impressive as Chris all of a sudden becomes that much more impressive because you, I, I, see, I see a man who, who has been able to pull himself out of, of not a good situation, a, a pretty crappy situation, to be quite honest. And the, the sad reality is that he is the, the 1%, the small percent, whatever that percent is. It's, it's so much more common for people to further per- perpetuate that, that generational trauma. You know, um, for, for Chris, the, the, the lighting spark 
was veganism. It may not be that for somebody else, right? But regardless of what it is, um, leaning into leaning into something that is that is inherently good and constructive can be the first stepping stone into a better life. We so dearly want to create that space and that platform for people to take their first step. Matter yoga wear or matter in general is not necessarily targeted for elite yogis, you know, crazy, flexible, triple backflip handstand, you know what I mean? That's it's yeah. not what it's not who we're after. Mm-hmm. We're here to show, we're here to show the average guy, hey. This is this is a this is a, a practice that you can implement into your life to just be better, to get a you know get get more in tune with your body, get more in tune with your mind, uh, be, become a better version of yourself. And I think that regardless of whether it's veganism or yoga or mindfulness uh, or journaling, there's there's something out there for everyone that's going to um, to resonate. And so we just want to kind of make normalize it and, and make it accessible uh i'm proud of you buddy you're getting better at sharing that story thank you yeah. it's yeah all right well we're just gonna wrap it up shortly um but one thing i wanted to ask is can you share with the listeners what the world would be like when we reset society and begin to connect over mental health and addiction and we come together in community what happens when we come together in community well, let's start. You go. I'll go next. <laughs> um, we're social creatures. We are. We're born into this life. Um, we're, we're not meant. We're not meant to lone wolf it. And what's actually funny about the the phrase lone wolf is wolves are not uh, lone creatures either. They are pack creatures. They're- you know, and we are very much pack creatures as well. Um, our, our, our entire existence is based in our desire to connect and form meaningful connections with others, whether they're friendships, relationships, professional relationships, whatever that looks like. And so how can we reset ourselves and change the world through connection? I think we boil it down to one thing. It's in our DNA. We must connect with others to be the best versions of ourselves. We're programmed in that capacity. So it's, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of, of when and how. So if, if we can be a part of the solution in creating the space for people to form those meaningful connections, then our job is done. Mm-hmm. Our job is not, it's not the clothes. It's not, it's not even the yoga. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the connection. Mm-hmm. that's what that's what it's all about mm-hmm. yeah we have a really good vision when it comes to what we want to do and and emil touched on all the amazing points it's it's the clothes are relevant you know the it's really what the mission is it's we really want to create a community we want to create a space a space where people can come and just feel enlightened right can just come to a space where it's like okay like this is completely normal i'm i'm like this person we're just ordinary people that you know went through a lot of things but can can connect with other people and show them like hey it's it's you can do this too right and i think just creating that space where it's like people can just come and and feel welcome feel like you know they're not alienated i feel like civilization has made people feel very alienated like there's nobody else like you right 
and it's true to a point, but I do think we connect in so many ways. Um, my story, I can guarantee you more than 60% of people go through very similar situations. Um, so I think to know that there are people like that, especially if, if somebody who has started a brand, who is pushing, you know, all these things that have gone through everything you've been through that anybody can do this, right? Um, so I, I can see a, a humongous shift and I can see if more people connect within and connect on a feminine standpoint, a masculine standpoint and bring it together, I can see a, a major shift in, in the way people um, deal with mental health and to accept mental health, right? Not to fight it, accept it and appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I want to be able to help as many people as I possibly can. And, and I don't know how to do that. So the, the closest thing I came to is building a community like this that can, can touch as many people as I wish I could touch the whole world, but uh, start with one and then work your way up. And I think just to make a comment about that, it's the connection piece of, we are connected through what we go through. And that's why sharing is important. So we realize we're not alone, but we're also connected so deeply that when I feel happy, I treat others better and that spreads. So I think that's something that's important to realize is like with what you're doing, like you, you're never going to see the end of your ripple effect, right? Like you're going to touch someone and they're going to touch other people. Like the more that we can spread happiness and enlightenment or whatever you want to call it, that is going to change the world, regardless of how many people you can see, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's so important. You know, it just multiplies, right? It multiplies. It's, really, it's, really, it's a really, really good point. Mm-hmm. So in closing, I want to give you the opportunity to share with people where they can find Matter Yoga Wear, your social, how people can get in touch with your initiative. They can support your initiative. They can join the community. And then anything you mention, I'm going to link in the show notes. So people will be able to find you. Cool. Absolutely. Uh, we're trying to be all over the place, you know, we're, we're just, we're just getting started and it's the beginning of a beautiful journey. You can find us on our website, uh, www.matteryogaware.com. You can follow us on social media at Matter Yoga Wear on Instagram, Facebook. We're trying our hand at TikTok. It's a new way. So we're, we're doing what we can, but all social platforms, uh, for now you, you can, you can find us there. Um, we're also very accessible. We love to have our community reach out to us. And if you'd prefer to reach out uh, in a more intimate and, and personal way, you can contact myself and Chris uh, at connect at matteryogaware.com is our, is our email address that comes to both of us. And certainly expect more from Matter uh, in the future. We'll be everywhere. We'll be everywhere. Fingers crossed. And we, we look forward to having uh having you know the opportunity to meet new people mm-hmm. amazing well i could talk to you guys all day but you know has to come to an end at some point so thank you so much for your time thank you for what you're doing to reset society and i can't wait to maybe like come to one of your events or do something else in the future yeah, to absolutely you guys Yes, and Charlotte, thank you. I just wanted to send my gratitude for you and for starting this kind of podcast and creating this space for for individuals to be able to connect. So thank you. My acknowledgement goes to you for everything you've done. It's just the start for both of us. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Have a great day. Yeah, take care.